while I was working in Europe as a model, um, I was told on so many accounts that I'm a plus size model. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to be limited to to he, him, and she, her. And um, especially in schools when, like, it's so restricting to boys and girls. Um, so many kids feel really, really isolated and ostracised. Mm. The labels are important to a lot of people, but for me, I was just kind of like, hmm, I kind of just want to be me. Yeah, And I feel like I get very existential often, <laughs> and I just think seven billion people in this world, and how can I possibly be only attracted to one gender? Welcome to the Post School Podcast with me, Nathan Moss, an extension to the Uncle Nathan blog that sees me chatting with some pretty amazing people about their journey, with the hope that you guys can take something away from it to apply in your own lives. Join me as I chat to leading academics, roaring social media influencers, big business execs, local business inspirations, students just like you and I, and so many more incredible people. Just a quick disclaimer before we jump into the episode, my chat with Elise touched on some pretty intense topics. It's stuff that we both think really should be understood. However, for some people, it might make them feel uncomfortable. We touched on things like rape, physical abuse, sexual abuse, things such as that. So I just wanted to let you guys know before we jump into it. Elise, welcome to the Post School Podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Nathan. Sorry, Uncle Nathan. Thank you. Love that. <laughs> Where'd you come up with that name, by the way? Um, it was actually like a pretty dismal story behind it it oh. was literally i ran out of names for i was trying to get the like url name mm-hmm. and i ran out of names and my uncle jonathan sent me a message at the time and i was like huh, uncle nathan sure that works and now <laughs> it actually turned out to be really like perfect right it's like yeah when you're like searching up the url like what i've left what i've left and then you just kind yeah. of grasp me and stuff. i had a list of like 50 names and literally none of them were free so Uncle Nathan took the spot and it worked well because I can sort of shift it in any way that I want to. Hmm. So. I think you did a good job. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. What about you? Well, who, who is Elise Van <laughs> Well, I'm just going to start off by, I've written down so I can remember. Uh, I just want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the Garrigal people. Um, also pay my respects to the elders um, past, present and future. And just to remind people that this will always be their land and it always has been. Cool, I love so, that. Yeah, just it's a new thing. I like, haven't recorded a podcast in so long, mm. and I was listening to Clementine Ford. You know her? No, I don't. She's pretty cool. Anyways, um, you probably already know this. Listen to podcasts, like find good ways to improve your own podcast. Yeah, so I definitely. was listening to that, and I was like, oh my gosh, why have I not like been this aware before? So, good tip. I think it's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, me. Okay. Well, hi everyone, I'm Elise. Um, I am 20 years old. Uh, I currently live in the wonderful suburb of Newtown, which if anyone lives in Sydney, they know that it is filled with very, very, very exciting events, people, um, the odd crazy, but we love them. (laughs) I see them on my way to work every morning, beautiful people. Um, And I do many things, but one of the biggest things I do is... My life passion, my passion project um, is Femina and Co, which is a women's, women with an X, which we'll talk about later, um, women's health and empowerment and well-being um, platform. Mm, and I cool. say platform because it's like so big, like there's a lot of aspects to it. Yeah, I've yeah. noticed that. Mm-hmm. I had a look through and I was like, okay, where did this start and where do I start? So where did it start? So it started when I was... 19. Um, when I was 18, I finished school and I booked a one-way ticket to Holland because I was like, just get me away. I just want to go away. Let's do it. Um, and I was also really, really, really um, passionate about becoming a full-time model, which at the time was like my biggest priority. And now I'm like, okay, let's shift priorities a little bit. That just happens with life. Um, and I was living in Holland, working, and I met this amazing person at the gym so I started work not working at a gym started working out at a gym and um my coach uh, my boxing instructor yeah I was boxing um was like oh you'll love my girlfriend and I met her and she was just her name's Afy and she was just we just clicked straight away it was mm-hmm. like one of those um like 
universal twin soul like connections Those really weird connections yeah. that only happen like mm-hmm. once every 10 10 years yeah super weird and we just sat down and like uh, we, we were like partners in our in the class and then after the class we just sat down and we were just talking for hours about health and we had both like been models or were models um our experiences like you know um eating disorders and um just like workout culture diet culture all that type of stuff and we just connected straight mm. away. And um, I only knew her in person for about two weeks because then COVID hit really hard. Yeah, right. And I was sent home and back to my old job, back to living at home with my parents and my huge family. And um, we just stayed in touch. And then one day she came to me and she was like, um, oh, we were going to – that's what we're going to do. We're going to film workouts um, do live workouts on Instagram because we just like started making fun random workouts and I was already PT at that point um, and she was just oh she was going to run a gym there's so many random aspects <laughs> to the story yeah, but it sounds like just um, as confusing as what I thought yeah they're also I'm a very confusing storyteller because there's so many tangents <laughs> to everything but um, yeah we were going to film Instagram lives of us working out and then one day she just said Elise I have a great idea what if we started a business where we bring the best supplements and um, women's health and medicine professionals onto one p- platform? I was like, whoa, wait, what? Like, let's elaborate a little more on this. And so pretty much the original idea was, can we have a platform where we can bring the best and more, most reliable health professionals, whether it's alternative or western or um any type of like cultural medicine or anything like that you know um naturopaths and Mm. trauma coaches and eating disorder coaches and um also just general practitioners and all that type of stuff yeah um can we bring them onto one platform so women can there's a backstory to that as well (laughs) let me just tangent here (laughs) um we unfortunately in the western world we live in our medical world is mainly based off like male experiments because Mm. women have always been too big of a risk to experiment on. So a lot of the science that we go off, especially in my job as as a PT, is off male-based experiments and um, like, you know, know, a program you give to a male and a program you give to a woman – and you ask, like, you expect the same results. Like, you know, like, say it's hypertrophy, you're not going to get the same thing. Not only because they're different people, but also the biggest defining factor is because one is a male and one is a female and they have different hormones and they have different... Like, a female runs on, like, a four-week hormonal cycle. Oh, sorry. Um, so, it's, so we... Yeah, it's crazy. And also, like, it goes into the stories of birth control and how that's actually, like, mostly messing up women's cycles rather than helping them in their lives and yes like those with PCOS and endometriosis do you know what those are no I don't please educate (laughs) (laughs) they're like they're so they um they are conditions that many women or those with a uterus go through um like and it's all to do with the cycle so they're two different conditions and we can go into them later but sometimes birth control helps their conditions because those conditions both involve a lot of pain um just like in the ovaries in the uterus um a lot of bleeding all that type of stuff so birth control helps in those cases but in a lot of other cases it just messes a lot of things up um and afi had gone through a lot of that because she's had a lot of experience with, you know, birth control being messy in her life. Um, And I've always been really, really aware to stay away from birth control. And obviously we're protection people, obviously. (laughs) But in terms of birth control helping you in your life away from sex, um, I've just always had a bad feeling about it. And so I've never gone through what a lot of Mm. women have gone through and um, or a lot of people who have who go on birth control go, go through. Um, and so we really were just like, there's no information out there for women or people who have, who have a hormonal cycle or people who um, menstruate. There's no information for them to get the help that they need. Usually when they go to a general practitioner, they're just told, oh, here's more, more birth control yeah. or um, it's just one of the side effects and blah, blah, blah. Like have you, like if you have a partner, right? Yeah. If, have you ever looked at, 
the little leaflet. Is she? Are they on like the pill or anything? Yeah, she's gone through a few different ones. Yeah, so if you if you look in the box, there's like a little pamphlet. If you open it up, there's like a huge list of side effects. Yeah, right. In tiny, tiny writing, and you just think, oh my gosh, why are people going through all of this just for, mm. well, just for the reason that they're going, they're doing it for, um, and it's because there's no research or anything to. Uh, we could we could trace this all the yeah. way back to like the patriarchy and all that type of stuff, but it's really interesting to think why 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 is there no information? Why is there no support? Um, and now in this day and age, there's amazing um, companies and groups of people finally going, okay, we need to sort this out. Mm. And I'd like to think Femina is part of that. That's awesome. Part of that little movement. So that's kind of where it started. It started with this health aspect, like let's yeah. bring the best health professionals onto one platform. So you're not going, oh, I need a naturopath over here and I need a chiropractor over here. It's like, let's just go to Femina and we'll find it all. And also the best products, like the best health products, um, whether it's um, supplements or what else? Oh, like we we want to start selling sex toys in the future. That mm. would be sick. <laughs> um, that's kind of where it started. Yeah. And then I kind of pitched to Afi, let's do more. Um, I because I'm very I just am very passionate about like social activism and um, you know helping like giving people a voice and especially as especially as white women we have a privilege and when it comes to social media people will look at us more mm. rather than other people's platforms so may as well use our platform to amplify their voices um so that was my kind of drive as well as health as well yeah all the type of stuff um so now it's turned into it started off as a health platform now it's a health and well-being platform now it's a health well-being and empowerment platform where we have blogs, we share stories from amazing people, um, medical stories, it could be um, breakup stories, could be relationship stories. Um, also from professionals as well, their articles. And then we, I also, we write our own things as well. Mm. So I've written some, um, some cool articles about like, stop asking me why I'm single or um, let's talk about the Diva Cup, which is... Um, an alternative to the tampon. Right. Um, and then we also have the podcast, which is pretty much all of that in audio form because we believe that everyone, you know, absorbs information in different ways and also gives information in different ways. So we have visual um, written content and um, audio. Yeah, that's awesome. That's such cool. a holistic approach to such a big issue. Yeah, it's... At the, like there have been times where I'm kind of going, what what is what is the main goal here? Yeah. But I kind of just we all we kind of center ourselves, knowing that um, the the bigger the platform is, the more it's going to help more people, hmm. um, and the more interesting it is as well. Because totally. and also we we are in the process of renovating at the moment, so we are on pause. Um, in creating content so in that renovation we will be organizing the content a little more so it's mm. going to be a little more clear in what you're getting especially in terms of the podcast um but yeah i i like that it's broad yeah it's fun i think that's cool because the actual thing that you're trying to tackle is broad it's mm -hmm. not there is no one size yeah. fits all approach to tackling an issue like that exactly exactly and in sense. terms of health like health looks different to everyone so mm. you have to be it has to be broad you have to kind of help cater for um every all types of humans yeah totally yeah. speaking about all types of humans i've mm -hmm. got a few things that i want to ask you about so we're going to start with the whole pronoun thing so good, admittedly it's disclaimer <laughs> i i know not enough about pronouns i understand how empowering they are for people but i am not educated enough to understand the real like depth of mm. what they mean so please educate me i don't know where yeah. you're going to start but please educate <laughs> me on the whole pronoun thing well first of all good on you for saying like you don't know enough because not many people not enough people say they don't know enough or they approach that that um subject in a way of judgment or like because they don't know enough so the first thing is to go like well if you don't know enough just say hey i don't know but i would like to know mm -hmm. and that's that's great. This is, I'm so sorry. Um, but so pronouns. Um, pronouns are this really cool thing that we, I feel like we, more people need, need to get onto. And definitely for the sake of like being more inclusive of gen genders and sexualities, but also 
because it's just a great way to have unity in communities. Um, so, for example, a pronoun is a proper noun, but is also a name. So, do you know the pronouns that you would go by? He, him. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and that's great. So you have the you have the standards like um, the ones that the society usually uses, which is he, him, and she, her. Yeah. Um, and those kind of relate to the two genders that society kind of conforms to, which is male and female, um, or male and w- men and women. But what a lot of people kind of forget is that um, going off like different type of human beings, there's, it's like it's a huge spectrum. Um, and a lot of people, for example, non-conforming, people who don't like to conform to cisgender, um, non-binary people, transgender people, um, and is that? oh yeah, and like queer people, mm. um, like myself. You know, we sometimes it's uncomfortable to be limited to to he him and she her, and um, especially in schools when like it's so restricting to boys and girls. Um, so many kids feel really really isolated and ostracized. Mm. Um, so it's kind of a, a great tool to help. Or just allow people who don't um, where, where are the words allow people who don't feel like they can, can conform to society's standard mm. standards. Um, so it gives them a way to fully express ex- themselves. Exactly, but yeah, and also it gives them a sense of belonging. Yeah. Um, I I use the pronouns she, her, they, them because I believe that personally, you know, I believe sometimes I just don't want to be a she, her. And that's my personal thing, but also I'm not non-binary. I'm I'm I my sexual my sex is female and my gender is woman, but I also use they them. And it's just mm. it's just body it's autonomy over over self. Um, but as I said, it's a spectrum, so it's kind of cool how deep it goes. You have he her she well he he him she her they them, um, and then there's like um, pronouns such as Zem. Yeah, I've seen that. Which is, I, there's a particular name for them. I was trying to look for it today. Um, it's like a there's, a, there's a label for that type of um, pronoun, but it's for f- mainly for non-conforming people who don't want to conform to man or woman um, and non-binary. It just gives you freedom. And mm. also, um, yeah, like statistics say that in schools, um, Depression is like so high in transgender um, and non-conforming um, students and non-binary kids. So if they are given that freedom to go, you know what? Actually, this is me. Um, I don't believe I don't believe I belong to those pronouns. I want to belong to these pronouns, and people respect that. Oh my gosh, world of difference. Yeah, massively. Yeah, it's it's a very abstract thing for me, having grown up in a family where like everyone has been has conformed to that male, female, yeah. he, her, that's yeah. it. And that's all I've known. So it's a very like abstract thing to wrap my head around, um, which is why I ask questions like this, because I want to understand it more. And I feel like the more something like this is, I guess, shown to people that are like me that have come from the very, like, not patriarchal, but I guess fundamental he, her, like yeah. sort of upbringing, it's yeah. something that they need to hear to fully understand rather than just see on like social media platforms yeah. yeah, because it's not portrayed in the way that you just explained it. It's very much portrayed as like, this is me and everyone that have grown up like I have look at that and go, huh, there's mm. no explanation. I don't get it. Yeah. So I think we need to hear more of yeah. how you explained it to then fully appreciate the power that that gives people that don't feel like the... I guess conforming one, the conforming pronouns fully help them identify as they want to. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I can like relate to that because I also grew up in a family that was very like, heteronormative, like you know, man That's and woman. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, and um, but also I think it's because we, especially in the northern beaches, like we both grew up in the northern beaches. Um, you're not really given the freedom to choose. You just have the two. Mm. And and that's okay because usually we don't question that. But then it's when you're given the room to kind of explore yourself and go, okay, maybe I – and you're given more options. That's when kind of like the colours come in, you know. How did that exploration happen for you? 
my they them yeah, pronouns. How did, that, how did it go? Because you said you grew up in that family where it was she her. Yeah. How did it change? Um, I I honestly don't know. I mean, as I've always just I've always grown up as someone who's just kind of open to everything. Um, and I've always questioned everything as well. Um, I'm very lucky to be, you know, the beauty standard, also very white. Um, and so I'm very lucky in that sense. But also, I also grew up going like, why is this like that? Why is this like this? And why mm-hmm. am I treated like this? And why do I treat people like that? Um, and then, you know, I think it was growing up quickly and also moving across the world quickly and then... Um, just being really intrigued. Like, I mean, I saw the queer communities and I was like, I love the love there and I love mm. the freedom and I love the exploration and I want to be part of it. And I, like, I mean, when it comes, and we, I think this was one of your questions as well. When it comes to like sexual orientation, um, you know, I've always, I've, it's just never been a thing to me going like, yeah, I'm straight. Like, I just yeah, don't yeah. really want to, Personally, I don't believe in labels for myself, but again, labels can be really like sexual orientation is really important for those who need a sense of belonging, mm. um, who feel lost when it comes to just being straight or oh, heterosexual. <laughs> That's the proper word. Um, yeah, it's just the labels are important to a lot of people, but for me, I was just kind of like, hmm, I kind of just want to be me. Yeah, and fair enough. I feel like. I get very existential often and I just think seven billion people in this world and how can I possibly be only attracted to one gender, you know? Like I just, that's impossible to me. But when Mm. it comes to my own gender, like maybe it comes from a spiritual place. Um, Maybe that's the same for a lot of other people who relate to me Um, or maybe it's just me. Um, But yeah, I just... I don't know, just sometimes I just feel like I, I just don't want to be a she, her. And then again, to continue that, <laughs> this is where the tangents come in. Um, it also comes from a place where I think growing up as a woman, being just sick of the sexual ex- exploitation and the objectification and just the pressures that you're under as a woman sometimes I just get grossed out, which is awful. It's like terrible to feel that way because I, I love being a woman, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be associated Mm. with that, which is terrible. Don't get me wrong, but it comes from a place of just like trauma and, you know, just being sick of, you know, harassed and catcalled and that type of stuff. And yeah, that's just Interesting. I risk sounding insensitive here, but like, would you classify yourself as a feminist? Absolutely. Explain that to me. Let me ask a question. Okay. Would you, would you, did you say classifying? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Would you classify yourself as a feminist? Um, I, I asked you to explain feminism to me because I don't, I think I don't fully understand what feminism is, but for my understanding, it's that you support women and men and everything else associated with that being equal. Yeah. That's my understanding. So if that's what feminism is, is, then yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing about this term feminism, actually in the process of writing a blog about it, um, because the term was, has really been demonized. Like I think, it must have been the 70s where, you know, women started having more authority over themselves and um, self-determination, you know, growing body hair, going, mm. you know what, I don't give a damn, go away to everyone else and just like having having a lot more power in themselves and that was scary to Western society. That yeah. was very scary and people were like, well, the women are going crazy. I mean, think about witches. Witches were just, they were women mm. who you know, did their own thing and they were killed because, you know, they had autonomy over themselves and they had self-determination. Yeah. Like it's kind of, it just repeats itself all through history. Just in a different manifestation. When women go, actually, no, I'm not going to follow the rules. This is me, blah, blah. I I have power. And then they're demonized. You know, witches are demonized. Then you have the feminists of the the 60s, 70s, 80s. Mm. Um, 
And so the word has become a really scary thing because you have it's been related to Nazis, like feminazis. That's a terrible, yeah, too terrible. <laughs> like, why would you put that together? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and pe- so I, I actually asked my family this question recently. We we're sitting at the dinner table, and I was like, "Do you guys like consider yourselves feminists?" And I nearly cried, but I stopped myself. Don't worry. Um, but no one put their hand up. Um, but my my little sisters were like, um. I think so. I'm not too sure. Mm. Um, my stepdad was like, no, I'm, I don't understand. And it just comes from a place of not understanding and yeah. just relating it to the history where the f- word feminist has become so demonized. Yeah. Well, just to interrupt really quickly, mm-hmm. the reason that I feel like I don't understand is because I've had this conversation with people that, and like my understanding of it is challenged by their understanding. So that's where I'm like, oh, maybe I am like not fully grasping what's going on here. Like I've, yeah. I've heard a lot of people tell me that feminism is about um, like females being better than everyone else. And that's where like, I, I didn't think that's what it was about. So that's why I wanted to like <laughs> get that straight. It's not, uh, no. Um, feminism is literally just, you know, th- the movement of all genders being equal mm-hmm. just uh, but it's because there's the femme in it yeah, people right. go oh my god it's just about women yeah um and it just happens to be in this case that women are the oppressed sex females right. are the oppressed sex mm-hmm. um but yeah it's literally just all about equality and i think it, it's really sad that because of um it the words history and because it's come from like it's associated with uh, aggressive females and hairy women and raging lesbians mm. that people go and go, Oh, I don't, no, I'm not that. Uh, even when I started Femina, I had um, someone on the podcast and they were like, Oh, so like this, this isn't like a feminist like platform. And in my brain, I remember my, the words were about to come out of my mouth where I was about to say, Oh no. But then I was like, hang on. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely it is. Cause it's just about bringing people together and empowering yeah. them and going like, let's all just be equal. But then again, that is a very big wish and that probably won't happen for a very, very long time, if so, ever. But then also, thought just came to my brain, another tangent. Um, when it comes to equality, I want like I want to pitch this to you because I, I saw some TikToks on it and I'm yeah. like, that's actually really interesting. In terms of men and women being, men and female, males and females, let's talk about just, just sex that you're assigned to at birth male and females being equal what does that even look like yeah i don't know what does it look like does that mean that males will be sexually assaulted the same rate that females are oh i get you does that mean females will be under the pressures of masculinity and Mm. toxic toxicity as much as males are Yeah, which side changes yeah it's like because there's so many there's so many um, disadvantages to both genders, yeah. even though there's like huge power play in either. Yeah, there's a massive but imbalance of those yeah, disadvantages, but like, there are disadvantages. We can't ask for women to be e- equal to men. We kind of want us to kind of just Meet in the middle. start all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really interesting because I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, yeah, true, like we don't want equality, we just want better. Mm. But then obviously better would be equality. Anyways, it's just, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. I, again, I risk sounding insensitive, but I think it's kind mm-hmm. of nice to have like something to work towards because then it means when stuff does happen, it's appreciated more on both sides of the story. Like as in when guys, well, I probably shouldn't use that word. I don't know what words to use in this conversation, but when males at birth... Um, when they appreciate that equality should become a thing and then they try and take a step towards that, that's appreciated more because they feel like, yeah, I've, I've helped. I've helped mm. this become more of an equal um, like opportunity for everyone. And like I feel like even though it probably won't happen in our lifetime, the fact that we are progressing towards that, however slow that is, is quite inspiring to keep going regardless. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's really important to like acknowledge like the movements that have come before us and, you know, especially our parents 
went through so much. Like after when all the wars were done, there was so much movement when it came to gender equality um, and like the pay gap. And also, I mean, when it comes to um, race inequality, there's it's we all have to, we're all ha- we all have so much improving to do mm. um, because at the end of the day we are all racist and people find it really hard yeah, to admit massively. that. Yeah, um, but circling back to gender. Um, I think, yeah, we really have to acknowledge that, like, our parents went through a lot after, mm. like, growing up. In, and um, that's kind of where all the movements really started, the ones that are documented. Um, and it's just continuing that, really. Um, in the recent events of... Um, what's her name? Um, Grace Tame, the young... Australi- the Australian of the Year who um, um, came... F- she was sexually assaulted. I'm going to use the hard R word because I think we don't need it. We shouldn't really yeah, sway for away for... We're all adults here. Tr- well, trigger warning. But she was yeah. raped by her teacher. Um, and I use the, hard R, the, the R word because we use sexual assault as a way of kind of like, like muffling mm. the severity of it. But it's like, you know, sexual assault is rape. Um, and so she got Australian of the Year because she created this whole entire movement and... Um, I don't know too much. I don't know the details of it. I know of the situation, but then again, I need to do more research. So, but what I'm saying is in recent light of her um, success in that award and then also um, with our little political situation, um, it was really interesting to see kind of um, people be reminded like, oh my gosh, we have so much work to do when it comes to... um, yeah, gender equality in Australia. Mm. I think Australia has, we have, you know, have you ever heard of the um, tall poppy syndrome? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think we have that with the countries as well. Like, we for some reason, we think we're so above everyone else for not having as much drama. Yeah. But if you look, and this is with race and gender, if you kind of look behind the, the screen door, there's so many problems happening and no one's really talking about it. Yeah, look deeper than just the news headlines because mm. they ain't going to mm. tell you about what's going on. Yeah, and that's why, like, we were talking about TikTok before we yeah. started recording. Um, even though TikTok, like, obviously be careful where you get your news from and take everything with a grain of salt and try to get more resources than just one headline. But TikTok is amazing because you have so many uncensored um, perspectives and mm. videos that haven't been tampered with, or that type of stuff. So... Yeah. Yeah, massively. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt. I promise this will just take a couple seconds. I just wanted to say this podcast was made to benefit as many young people as possible. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and a review to share the word among others just like yourself. Also, don't forget to follow Uncle Nathan on Instagram at Uncle Nathan Co. And DM us if you have any questions or simply just want to have a chat. Now, back to the episode. Feminar is... Um, I guess market is probably the wrong word, but um, tries to involve women's, but with an X. Please yes. explain. So women with an X is a term that was that was started to be used in the 70s um, around the, that time of um, gender equality, uh, gender pay gap, all that type of stuff. Um, and it's it started off as women with a Y, hmm. um, and that was to where where just for anyone who's never seen the term, where is where was the Y and where is the X in the actual word? So W O M Y N. That was the initial term, yeah. um, but that was correct me if my, I might need to check this. But that term has like people cease to use it now just mm. because I think there were some problems with it not being inclusive enough, right? Um, Oh, yes. Now I remember. So W-O-M-Y-N was created because um, the feminist movements wanted to have a term that didn't include the word men. Um, Because, you know, if you think about human, Mm. policeman... Like when we when we talk about anything, it's always kind of... There's a man in it. Yeah, definitely. Which, like, obviously, when it comes to equality, we, we just need that... We need the power in the woman as well. Yeah. Um, and that, so that's why they created the term woman with a Y. But then again, there are so many types of women. You know, we have transgender women, we have non-binary people who, and we have queer people, you know, and they kind of, so then there was a kind of a 
a lash back going like hang on we're not included rightly so um and so they created women with an x yeah um, which is w-o-m-x-n which is a term that feminine uses and that's inclusive of anyone who is who um what's the word identifies with being a woman femininity um i think when it comes to the the heading femina like our type uh, the business name Femina, um, we relate. We kind of related that to the word woman. Mm. Um, f- for those who kind of associate with being, you know, courageous, want to empower people, um, you know, calm and collected, and just like the feminine qualities of humans. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of it's the, in that sense, it kind of strays away from it just being for women, even though, like the the platform is for women with an X, but we're not like, we have amazing men on the platform as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the men who we, um, share, they're, they're the people who go, yeah, no, I, I believe I'm an empowering person. I believe I'm calm and collected and all that type of stuff. Cool. Um, cause I have had a lot of people when I started the platform going like, you hate men. <laughs> like, well, it's not for men. And I'm like, absolutely. It's for men. It's for everyone. It's, yeah. It's just how well, even you... I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day. I learnt stuff. I was trying Which to Which one? It was uh, uh, I can't remember the title it was called. It was like the first one on the website. The f- like if you clicked on the feminine website, it's the first one that pops up. Also oh, the most recent one. It was with someone Imogen who Imogen Ivy. That sounds familiar. She sounded American. Oh, you're talking about Remy Casimir. Yeah, Remy. Was it about That's orgasms? Yeah, it was that yeah. one. I was listening. I was yeah. going, hmm, interesting. I'm going yeah. to listen to this one. That was amazing. That because so we do themes on the platform. We have we've done um, because it's a holistic platform. Yeah. We're doing all spheres of health. You know, we do, we did natural health, mental health, spiritual health, physical health, and then we just finished sexual health. And I got to um, my like orgasm story is hilarious, but it was helped by this amazing podcast host, Remy Casimir, who hosts How Come, mm. which is a just the greatest podcast ever. And she started it because she was 26 or 28, don't know, one of the two. Um, and she'd never had an orgasm in her life. And she was like, this is unfair. Let me start a podcast to get myself accountable. And she had people come on each episode to give her an assignment as well as tell their stories and their knowledge. Um, so she had like, like orgasm experts and all that type of stuff and just like her friends she's a comedian as well so it's hilarious yeah and um they she did an assignment every every episode and then eventually like she had an orgasm and um that's how kind of my my own journey with that happened and I was like you know what I want to I want to talk to her and so I messaged her and I was like you know will you come on my podcast and I did not expect her Mm. to message me back because she's I mean, not to put her on a pedestal, but she's here and I'm like, here. <laughs> but like, yeah, anyways. Um, and yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, it, it awesome. sounded like a really cool episode. Mm-hmm. Like, as I said, I learned a lot about the whole, like everything, everything yeah. involved. And I listened to it because you were coming on the show. So I wanted to learn more about you. But mm-hmm. I was listening going, this website, this platform, Femina, is so beneficial for guys just as much as... Again, I use the word guys, but yeah, so much beneficial well, yeah. for every gender yeah. because you learn about other genders mm-hmm. and like if everyone learns together, that's how we're going to go up. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't understand people that like what we have in Australia, tall poppy syndrome. I don't understand why people is it think called, it's tall poppy syndrome. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's when yeah. basically you think you're better than yeah, someone else. Yeah, or if someone like has success, you kind of go like, whoop, get yeah, back down. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, yeah, trying to be taller than the rest basically. Mm. And yeah, I don't understand why people think you will better yourself by putting down others or like anything to do with that. You'll better yeah. yourself by stabbing someone else in the back, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so like the same concept goes with that. If there's only one side of the equation learning, how can we expect to have both sides grow yeah. together? And so yeah, it I think seems it's really cool. to be like in our society, like when, it, when we're t- just talking about men and women, it seems to be a lot of you know, work happening on the women's side because, you know, we grow up going, you got to impress boys, you got to impress, you got to find a husband. So we're always finding ways, like, to do stuff. Like, it's always, like, 
in terms of you know we have two glasses and we're like putting the energy into one yeah there's yeah. not a lot of this happening at yeah, all. I get you. <laughs> um but that's just society but mm. absolutely i think that's a really good i never even thought about it like that before but mm. definitely and also it's good for you because like if you have a girlfriend you like i'm sure you want her to have pleasure so yeah you gotta 100%. learn these things yeah exactly and you have pleasure from her pleasure so yes mm-hmm. precisely mm-hmm. um let's change topic Oh, switching it up. <laughs> um, modeling. Talk to me. How'd you get into modeling and how did you find the whole thing? Because obviously that's quite a different um, pathway outside of school and that's what the yeah. post-school podcast is all about. It's basically everything other than going straight to yeah. uni. So talk to me about well, it. Well, okay. Let's let's start at school first because yeah, sure. um, I grew up, I'm like a huge academic. I grew up in a, like my, my mum was a teacher um, now she's deputy principal and my dad's like a huge academic, mm. um, always has been doing degrees and like certificates. Anyways, he's, everyone's always about school, 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 uni, uni, uni. Um, so I always grew up getting like straight A's. We don't have straight A's, but, um, good marks, yeah. um, studying all the time. Um, but I also had a lot of extracurricular work. So I was a dancer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been dancing since I was like three, um, and I danced all the way until I was age 18 and I tried to go full-time when I was 16 um but then I got the opportunity to go to freshwater and I was like no hate to the dancers but I kind of wanted a life (laughs) um just because I yeah I guess my love didn't didn't bloom that much for for full-time dance but I have no regrets in my decisions um and also I wanted to finish school and I wanted to go well I was feeling the pressure to go to uni um and I actually started modeling when I was 14 I was um what's the word when they find you scouted yes that's the word I was scouted at Scotland Island actually um one of just this dude in baggy pants and um he he looked a bit I was a bit suspicious of him <laughs> and I was only 14 so I was like whoa who are yeah. you and he came up to me and he was like can I take photos of you and I was like absolutely not yeah that's a bit weird like my mum's coming like leave me alone <laughs> um and then he told me his name gave me his card and I was like cool and then I told my mum about it we looked up his name turns out he was a scout and a model and a photographer for um a modeling agency in Sydney so he looked into it um we contacted them and they're like oh my god we've been waiting for you and I think my whole life I've been told at least you're so pretty like Mm. you're so you should be a model you're so pretty you should be a model that's every girl's little dream at like well well, when I was a little girl it was and so finally I was like oh my god like my I'm so pretty I'm gonna be a model yeah yeah um which is a very just like it's just a very one line way to live um and that's kind of where it started and I went in and I'll, they loved me and then I was like, I have a sister who kind of looks exactly like me <laughs> and they're like, bring her in and then they loved her too and then um, we started modelling and um, was doing that all the way up until I was 18 um, and it was just a lot of missing school. Yeah. Too much missing school and not a lot of actually modelling um, because, you know, the modeling industry and I mean I've been doing it since I was 14 but I the the amount of work that I've actually done doesn't match up to the many the amount of years yeah, I've been right. doing this for um because it's it's just a genetic lottery and it's a lottery in itself you know yeah. you invest a lot more time into what you're going to get back and in many cases it's just someone who has a network or someone who has money um who's going to be successful in that industry. And then there are the odd people who, you know, we've got Carly Kloss who came from, or was it Carly? No, Carly Kloss. She's like amazing supermodel. She worked her way up. Mm. Um, But then a lot of, you know, the um, famous supermodels at the moment, you know, Bella Hadid, Gigi Hadid, they came from famous families. Yeah, of course. Um, So, yeah, and also, you know, uh, there's a lot of work done on these people and you have to have money to get your work done. So mm. it always kind of centers back to money. Yeah. It sounds like the standards are pretty gnarly as well to like stay in touch with. 
Like they're always asking yeah. more of you, like body shape, Absolutely. body image wise. And that's probably a good thing to talk to you about as well because yeah. you're a PT and all about mm. the health side of stuff as well. Yeah. So how did the two like combine? Well, let me just drop this statement here. And it's going to anger some people and it angers me, not because it's like personally directed at me, but because it just angers me holistically. Um, but I'm a, while I was li- working in Europe as a model, um, I was told on so many accounts that I'm a plus size model. <laughs> what? Yeah. So you kind of think, you look at me, I'm 6'1". Mm. Um, I'm a size 8, sometimes 10. And I was getting people, like I had, it was mainly men going, you're a plus size model. You, you, and so you, I, a lot of people look at me and they go, ha, that's so funny. No, what? Yeah. That yeah. makes no sense in my like head I at am, all. Like I'm, I'm a skinny girl. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty skinny. Um, and I'm muscly, but I'm skinny. And so when I was hearing that over and over and over and over and over again, um, obviously mental issues and eating disorders came from that. Mm. Um, and also just seeing a lot of when I was doing jobs, a lot of editing happening on my body. I was kind of like, whoa, what is that? Huh? And then kind of an eating disorder developed. Um, but being told that over and over and over again, I was just getting sick of not just, not that it impacted me because to me, um, even though coming from a thin person, it's, it's, not like it doesn't have much value to those who have gone through like being bullied for being fat. Mm. Um, but to me as a PT as well, like fat is a describing word, skinny is a describing word. Then again, I haven't gone through being bullied for being fat because I'm not fat. Yeah. Um, but I see beauty in fat and I see beauty in skinny and I just oh, don't see, yeah, I just don't see the point of commenting on it, someone's mm. body unless you're there health professional yeah um and that's kind of that's kind of where i get the strength of my opinions from because i am a pt and i have knowledge in those things um and people do come to me saying i want to lose weight or i want to gain weight blah 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 um i just was so offended for the whole entire like like i was just offended for all women Mm. because i'm not the average woman i do i like i'm the beauty standard and so for someone who has been, you know, bullied for the way they look or has been told that they're not pretty enough or good looking enough, that is so offensive to them. Yeah. And also why do why is there such thing as a plus size model? Why can't we why are yeah, there labels? Just, like what are the you're rest just, just a model? Yeah. What are the rest just normal models? That yeah. makes no sense to me. Um, but then again, I've been like I have privilege in a way because I am thin. But yeah, it's very, it was, so that's kind of where it mm. came from. Cause I was like, what? Sorry, what? Um, and also when it comes to sample sizing as well, like all the jobs, a majority of the jobs that I've been to clothes never fit. And that's because they, most fashion companies, they create their sample sizing. Like, you know, the test, yeah. the test dummies, um, they make them at a size six, zero to six and eight. Zero. So that's zero. like that's America, American zero zero to six in America, and I think it's six and eight in Australia. What's size zero? Is um, it just nothing? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been to America, <laughs> um, but yeah, zero. I think zero is like the smallest size in yeah, America. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so clothes are at a sample size. They're made at a very they're made really small, and like the vast majority of women do not fit in that mm-hmm. little box because yeah, yeah. you know we all come into all different shapes and sizes and um, there's a very small percentage of us who actually fit into that size um so it's kind of yeah where am i going with this um are you still a model am i still a model yes i am still a model well let's go through the journey of that then <laughs> um so yeah before oh my gosh um, my story's a mess. So pretty much I was um, asked to leave my agency when I was 18. Um, so I was with this agency in Sydney for about four years. Was that 14 to 18? Yeah, four years. And um, then when I turned 18, they're like, we don't want you anymore. And I was like heartbroken about the same time. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll move to Europe. Um, so I did. And then I went through all of that, you know, being rejected. You get so many more no's than 
it takes a billion no's and one yes. Yeah, I think it's the same with everything though. That, yeah. Like that happens definitely, all the time. Definitely, definitely. Um, mainly in the in, uh, entertainment industry as well. Yeah, totally. yeah. Um, so I was just getting no's, 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 no's. And like that takes a toll on you. And that's kind of where a lot of my passion for body positivity and empowerment and PT kind of came from. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was already in the fitness industry before I went to Europe, I've been a fitness trainer since I was 17. Um, but whilst I was in Europe, I um, joined a great fashion, um, not fashion, um, modeling agency. Um, but I wasn't with them for long because then COVID happened, came back home. I took a year off last year. Mm-hmm. I just was shooting for fun with photographer friends and um, doing odd jobs for random jewelry brands and people that I liked. Um, and then at the start of this year, I did Miss Australia, which is the, the Miss Universe Australia pageant. Um, whole different story. Yeah. Maybe a whole different podcast. Um but I was like, okay, maybe it's time to get an agent again. And so I um, asked the current Miss Universe Australia who her agent was um, and what she thought of her agents and went to them and was like, you know what, I was referred by, like I heard um, Maria is at this agency. Um, I'm also in the competition this year, would love to be part of your crew. And they Mm. said, yeah. And so now I'm with the... Great, another great agency. I'm enjoying myself so far. Um, they have the the sizes in their um, batch of models is a lot more diverse. It's more commercial work rather than high fashion work. If you do look into high fashion work, the sizes um, are very limiting. Even though they are they are improving, but not fast enough. And yeah, they should have right. been improving ages ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of. I am still a model. Yeah. Interesting. But I do it more for fun now because remember right. how, like, remember ages ago, what, like 30 minutes ago, <laughs> I said that I was doing it full time. Um, it was like my priority when I was 18. I was like, yep, I'm going to be a full time model. I'm going to be the next Gigi Hadid. I'm going to have, a, I'm going to be my own trainer and have my trainer with me, blah, blah, blah. Um, and my priorities just, my priorities just changed, but I still do love like putting on the character mm. and I love fashion as well. So, Cool. I think it's important to keep that play side as well. Like if that's something you actually enjoy doing, Mm -hmm. despite your path taking sort of a different Mm -hmm. route, it's still important to keep that as your life because that's what gives you the break from everything else that's going on. Yeah. Well, then again, I've also kind of combined all these different worlds that I've created into one, which is Femina. Yeah, true. Which is... The whole, yeah, kind of where my passion comes from yeah. because, you know, modeling, then we have the health and PT world. And then also I have my dance world as well because I love dancing. Mm. I kind of just squished it into one Yeah, place. it's interesting <laughs> because every sort of tangent that you've gone off on, you end it with saying, I'm not really sure where I'm going, but I think everyone ends with Femina. Yeah. Like I see a link from Femina to every single aspect of your life that you've described yeah and i think that's a really like nice cohesive link between the whole thing yeah. and femina is like you that's what you're about which i think is quite cool and that's how i know i'll be doing it mm. for the rest of my life and i know like when you finish school like oh i didn't even go about uni oh yeah so i didn't go to uni <laughs> <laughs> um i was pressured to go to uni I still am pressured to go to uni. Thanks, mum. But um, I decided to... I uni took, will always be there. I know. What Do is the whenever. deal, people? Like, why are we pressured? Like, yeah. I think it's also the fact once you start earning money before you finish school, then you're threatened with not earning money when you finish yeah, school. True. It's scary. Yeah. Um, and because you have that ind- like that financial independence, you kind of, mm. I don't want to stop earning money now. And I think that was a big part of why I didn't go to uni as well as like I was severely depressed in high school as well and I hated studying even though I did it Mm. like my school my my room in year 12 I had each one of my syllabuses stuck on the wall like I was in four walls like like roof to bottom yeah it's gnarly like people didn't come into my room but I found it found it really therapeutic Mm. (laughs) um but yeah I I found it therapeutic when I got to rip it all off the wall after my exams oh my gosh yeah yeah me too except there's a lot of glue tack and like yeah it was a bit of a mess I ripped a few of the uh paint off the walls and mum wasn't happy Mm. 
That's YouTube. fine. Yeah, I actually think I filmed mine. I think I filmed mine doing it, and I, I had like <laughs> in the background. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? Uni. Um, I do plan to go to uni hopefully next year. I'm in my third year out of school. Um, I didn't want to. Obviously, I wanted to have a gap year, and then last year I actually tried to go to uni when I got home from from COVID. When mm. I got home from Europe, um, but I was nine days late, and um, but I was glad. Yeah, actually. I was relieved, yeah. yeah. Fair. Because um, then I created Femina. Yeah, that's what I was literally... Yeah. Just, as soon as I said Devil, I was like, actually, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're, you're not at uni, are you? I am at uni. You are at uni. What are mm. you studying? Bachelor of Business and Bachelor of Creative Intelligence. Mm. Okay, Creative Intelligence. Mm. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, that's a different conversation because it'll take me half an hour to explain. It's so confusing. We'll, we'll chat about that. Yeah. Um, I want to start... I'm going to... What? I want to... Depending, depending on my financial situation, if I actually will, um, social and political science, yeah, majoring cool. in journalism, just because I already do journalism mm. as an amateur. Same. Yeah. Um, but people take you seriously if you have credentials, which is yeah, a shame in this. It's, it's fair enough, but also like in terms of like professionalism and the limitations it has on how people live their lives, that's mm. kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, social and political science also because of Femina and I'm just so intrigued in how society works. And mm. um, also, like, have you ever had a conversation with someone where you know they're wrong and you know you're right, but they're using bigger words than you and you're like, oh crap, I'm, I've lost this conversation. Half the time they don't even use the words right, but they're just not going to listen to you. Just be- yeah, just because oh. they're big words, they win. It annoys me so yeah. much. Yeah, so I would like to have those big words and yeah. I would like to be able to because I, I, I have the knowledge in my... I see the knowledge around me. Um, I'm only 20, so I don't have the experience, but I I have the awareness and the knowledge of it. I'd like to have the words to put it out. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, what was the original question? I can't remember. I cannot remember. But it's fine. We're going to jump to 10 under 10 because we've been recording for like an hour. <sighs> So we'll, I do talk a lot. It's fine. It's been awesome. <laughs> like I've learned so much. It's been we didn't even talk awesome. about PT. I know we're gonna do another episode. Okay, oh, and that's yeah. when we'll go into that okay. because that'll be a whole episode in itself that it I'm be. really excited for. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we didn't talk about PT, and my first three questions. Wait, can I say one more thing? Go for before it. ten under ten. If you want to know more about my PT, head to Feminist Sweat because I am going to be starting to share. I share already workouts mm. on there and empowerment and also hormonal awareness when it comes to programs like um, weights and cardio and all that type of stuff. But I'll be doing more on that. I will also be sharing my own personal clients and their journeys Sick. Um, and my hormonal programs. And That's also really cool. AFI has written a... It's only in Dutch at the moment, but it's the first book that we know of that helps women... Um, it's a cookbook that helps people who have been on birth control detox their birth control. Oh, cool. So it's in Dutch at the moment and I'm helping transcribe it. <laughs> yeah. But um, what, transcribe? No, translate it. Translate. Well, um, but yeah, head to Feminist Sweat on Instagram. Cool. Yeah. Sick. Um, the first like five questions are pretty much <clears throat> all about your PT. So I'm going to save okay. them for next time. We'll do five under five. Okay. We're going to switch it up. Um, okay, question one. What do you sing when no one's watching? Um, <laughs> just sing it for us. Um, I <laughs> okay. I took. I gave you the one that I sang today, which was. Going Are you gonna do a different a one? I want, a, yeah, I want one. you to sing that one. Um, that was what was it? Um, Little Einstein's that one. Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible singer. Uh, also, what do I sing? I sing. I have like a cry playlist that I just sing when I'm just alone and mm. my roommates bully me for it actually it bullied me yesterday when i was in the shower it was really sad <laughs> um but yeah just i think it's um hopelessly devoted to you but from greece and i sing it like i'm singing about like the love of my life which i don't have so i, I just pretend i'm singing it to myself yeah cool yeah love that yeah um what's the biggest risk you've ever taken definitely buying a one-way ticket with no home, no job, prepared to Europe. Sick. No plan. Well, kind of a plan, but yeah. Cool. That's the biggest risk. Um, do you read? And if you do, what's your all-time favourite book? Um, I should read more often. All-time favourite book, 
probably would be like, do you remember those Tashi books? Do you remember no. Tashi? <gasps> okay, let I me don't get a photo. Tashi. Oh my gosh. Um, I should read more. Definitely. I def- I've listened to more podcasts. I'm reading a great book at the moment called um, Men Who Hate. And then underneath that is like, says women, but it's crossed out. Um, it's I've a- seen that recently somewhere. Yeah, it's by Laura, Laura Bates. And it's about just the subcultures of, do you know what an incel is? Nope. So an incel is a involuntarily celibate person. Hmm. Um, but it's been created into this like really toxic subculture of men it is all men um there are some women but majority men who um believe in legalizing rape and um that women should it's and it's a whole thing holy shit um it just it goes into these like online cultures because they're like boys are like indoctrinated through video games right yeah um i can see that happening yeah, into thinking like, you know, we actually don't live in a patriarchy. We yeah. live in a matriarchy. Men are the ones who are suppressed and mm. um, all women need to die. They have this whole uh, vocabulary. So, for example, you would be a Chad and a Chad is a man who could go and ask to have sex with anyone because you are, like, aesthetically gifted. What um, the I would be fuck? classified a Betty because I'm also aesthetically aesthetic, <laughs> aesthetically gifted and um i like have that sexual freedom as well mm. and then they have this like the rest of the vocabulary is just crazy for a type of person wow yeah that sounds really interesting yeah um my next question was wait i didn't tell you ta- i didn't need oh, to show you show tashi. Tashi. <laughs> tashi books i can't, you must know i do not know you do nope no you do never seen them in my life Actually, that's a lie. You didn't I have saw a them in the then. library in primary school, but I didn't read exactly. them. I was too busy reading Zach Power. Uh, see, I stayed away from those books. Why? Zach I'd... Power was awesome. Mm. Zach Power was my Tashi. I think there was a guy in my grade called Zach, and I didn't like him, and I was like, no. I actually met a guy in my year in high school, and his name was Zach Power, and it was really cool because I read oh my every God, Zach I know Power him. book. Yeah, you probably yeah, do. It's from the beaches. Yeah, yeah sick. Um, that's funny. Yeah, it is. Europe or Australia? Oh, depends. To live. In a pandemic, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, overall. In this it, pandemic, In this Australia. pandemic, Australia. Um, if there was no pandemic, I definitely would still be in Europe right now because that was the plan. Mm. Um, be great to live in both. That's my, that is my life plan because I'm, I'm going to be a billionaire, so I'll be able <laughs> to live in both. But Europe is, Europe is just fun and different. Yeah, um, awesome. I want to experience it. Yeah. Depends where in Europe you yeah, go to. Yeah, of course. But um, the winters are cold, but the summers are great. Mm, cool. Um, yeah. Um, are you more of a morning person or a night person? Okay, that depends as well because I'm a PT, so I wake up at 4 a.m. most mornings oh my God. to train the crazy people who think it's fun to train at 5.30 and 6 a.m. And then they post a selfie on the Instagram screen like, I just worked out at six at 5.30. And I'm like, bitch, I trained you at 5.30. Take a photo of me. Um, so there's that. So I, I'm, I'm used to waking up at that time. But at, then again, I, I live with two very energetic people that I love very much. And they are bartenders. So they come home and... I need to catch up on the gossip at like mm. 10 p.m. And I'm like, I should be asleep right now. And then it gets like 1, 1 a.m. And I'm like, oh, gosh, so much <laughs> gossip to learn. Um, so, so three hours of sleep. That sounds awesome. Yeah. You, most nights, it's not healthy. Don't do I that. I could not function with That's that. That's me at the moment. Um, wow. It's improving. I'm working on it. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Our last question. Mm-hmm. Who inspires you? Okay. So I read this question and I was like, who inspires me? There are so many people, but... I'm if you gonna, had to say one. If I had to say one, I'm going to sound like a bit of a narcissist here. It's my future self. That's cool. Yeah. I rate that. Definitely. Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey says the same thing. Yeah. I, Does he? Yeah. Hmm. He did a big talk to um, a university. And oh, I've seen he that said, video. you should always look up to your, yourself in 10 years' time. Yeah. So I like that. Absolutely my future self because I know that this journey that I'm on is like a higher calling and I can can absolutely see 
in detail my future self. And I'm mm. like, she is a bad bitch. That's sick. I can't wait to be her. What a spot to wrap it up. Yep. <laughs> Elise, thanks for joining me. Thanks um, for having me. Where can everyone find you on the socials? Um, okay, so you, you and can... You Me, my personals? Oh, gosh. Uh, whatever you want to share, <laughs> whatever you want people to find. Um, well, you can definitely follow my Instagram, which is just me wearing cool stuff and posing with cool, cool hairdos yes oh thank you for acknowledging <laughs> that my Farrah Fawcett hair um yeah so you can follow my Instagram on E-L-I-S-E Elise underscore Van Milo which is I'll spell it for you V-A-N-M-I-E-R-L-O that's my personal um but through there is linked um Femina, which is on Instagram, Femina and Co, just with one A. So I'll spell that again. F-E-M-I-N-A, straight to the N-D-C-O. Um, and then also Femina Sweat, which is just F-E-M-I-N-A, Sweat. Cool. Yeah. And then you can find the podcast through there, which is just the Femina podcast on Spotify and um, Apple podcast. And I think, no, we're not on SoundCloud. SoundCloud, forget about that. <laughs> um, also YouTube. We have a YouTube account. And, um, yeah, I think that's that it. Oh, my gosh, there's so many social There's a media. lot. Yeah. That's a serious network. Yeah. And eventually there will be a Femina TikTok, but you can't follow my private TikTok. That's not allowed because <laughs> Nathan found me too easily. <laughs> that was way too easy. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. I still have, like, so much more to talk about, but... We'll do a round two. Everyone stay tuned for mm-hmm. episode two. that's a wrap cheers for tuning into the post school podcast i've been your host nathan moss if you want to read any of the show notes from today's episode or simply check out the uncle nathan community be sure to head over to UncleNathan.com or follow us on instagram at uncle nathan co thanks for listening and catch you next time